Welcome, everyone, to the Boondoggles, Blind Squirrels, and Broken Clocks podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Neal, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and gambling guru, Chalk OKC's own Mr. Chad Ford. Chad, how we doing this morning, bud? Oh, we're doing good. It's a rainy day here in Oklahoma City, but I'm doing good, man. Excited to get this underway. Well, good, good, Chad. So we, we had some, we had a huge week, man, a huge weekend, I should say, as well. We got Masters, we got WrestleMania, obviously big uh, news in the NBA with Jamal Murray, Major League Baseball, the whole nine yards. You know, And we've been talking about it, Chad, over the last, oh, what, two or three weeks as to how this period here, you know, kind of Final Four, Masters, WrestleMania is one of the best stretches, their best two-week periods, if you will, in all of sports and, and definitely from a sports gambling standpoint. We're, we're kind of on the backside of it now, Chad. So we're in a little bit of a doldrum here, I would say, from a sports gambling standpoint. But uh, we've got a couple of events that we're going to talk about on the podcast here today and, uh, and, and try to find some angles, man. That's what it's about, right? Finding angles on the Always. lines. you got to find that value. Absolutely, my friend. Well, well. speaking of value, Chad, let's talk a little bit about your favorite sports bar, my favorite sports bar, and of course, that is Chalk Sports Bar. Now, everybody knows about Chalk, right? 1324 West Memorial Road there in Chisholm Creek Plaza. You can follow Ben, Chad, and the entire Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. We're, we're again, kind of on the back end of a couple of big uh, events over the weekend here, bud, but we're going to fire it back up. So we had, had some good giveaways right had some golf giveaways uh, that that all went really really well but uh, looking forward to what we have in store for our listeners here over the next couple of weeks as well and again not a bad seat in the house get out the chalk check it out always the favorite that is chalk luxury sports bar well chad i guess the biggest event of the weekend we have to start with golf right and we have to talk about hideki matsuyama in the Masters, my friend. So he went off at, what, 40 to 45 to 1, depending upon your book, to win this thing. I don't think either one of us had him to win it going into the tournament. Uh, but talk a little bit about Matsuyama's performance. And, uh, man, it was pretty impressive, right? It was pretty impressive, man. And, and like you said, I don't think anybody picked Matsuyama to come out of this thing. But I don't think anybody would have picked him to finish, you know, outside the top 30. And basically what I'm meaning is everybody would have had him in the top 20, top 30 type situation. He's been playing really good golf. And, um, you know, these things are always one of those that you look back on and you go, oh, yeah, there was the clue. There was the clue. There was a the clue. And I think that's the exact same thing with the decky. You know, he's been um, – he's relatively young. He's still only 29, you know, the the front – the back half of 29. Um and he's been really close before. Um, and he's always been a great golfer. He's always been a showman. The, 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 the clubhouse really likes him. Um, so I'm not surprised at all that him finally getting his first, first win there uh, made it a little bit more dramatic than it needed to be at the end with Willie Z coming out yeah, of there. Got but, tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, thought he had it won pretty easily, but ended up uh, final final counting was just by one stroke yeah and, and again he had a big lead coming down what the last three or four holes i think he ended up bogeying bogeying yep. three out of the last four holes but had that cushion that he had built up and, and really you know that performance on saturday on the back nine you know, he shoots a 30 on the back nine on saturday and that's probably what really won the tournament for him Chad. but you mentioned a young yep. guy will zalatoris i mean my goodness the odds were pretty long mm. on him a few months ago but the odds are getting shorter and shorter on this young man i mean he he's gonna he's gonna break through and win a tournament this year right don't, don't you think Absolutely. it has to happen yeah, it's going to happen. And, you know, when you think about Will's out tours, he's 24. He plays on the Corn Ferry Tour because he doesn't have his tour card yet. It's amazing. So that was, it? It's crazy. It is crazy. So it would have been awesome to see him kind of win the Masters before he actually had his tour card. But I'm pretty sure he's on his way to getting that tour card. He's uh, he's about the worst-kept secret in the PGA uh, Daily Fantasy Golf 
uh, rounds right now. So um, get them while you can and hot while they still got them priced accordingly. Yeah. And speaking of that, you know, obviously we got YSO, Dirty Birdies, you and our man yep. Scooter Gers. Uh, I don't, we don't want to dwell too much on my performance uh, at the Masters, Chad. So <laughs> I, I think all, all that can be said is that I didn't finish in dead last, right? So I think that's, <laughs> that's we'll, absolutely true. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but that's what happens when you only have uh, two golfers make the cut. It, it doesn't, doesn't end up well for you. <laughs> doesn't bode well. Uh, on the weekend there. But obviously that's a, a great game that we've got going on. Again, you and Scooter do a great job on that. How, obviously had an expanded field last week for the Masters. Had a, yeah. had a ton of interest there. And uh, kudos to you guys for uh, for filling that one out. They were coming back a little bit on the RBC Heritage, right? So Masters hangover, I think, is what uh, uh, you and our man Scooter is kind of referring to that is. But um, always a fun event and always more interesting to watch golf on the weekend whenever you've got a couple shekels involved, right? Absolutely it is. Man, having a nice little cold pop while you're watching it, got a little money on the line. That's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, and in the, in the Heritage is, is kind of an underrated tournament, right? A lot of people don't think about it to a great extent because it is the week after the Masters, but out there in South Carolina, Hilton Head, one of the golf meccas uh, of the United States for sure, and so uh, kind of an underrated course. We get DJ, Dustin Johnson will be out there. Hopefully he'll make the cut in this one uh, because he, kill, he killed, <laughs> yeah, he killed he me at time. the Masters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely one of the guys I had some money on there, so uh, thanks for that, DJ. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, a, a memorable Masters, maybe not in the way that we always think about, uh, you know, our, our master's memories, Chad, to where we think about all that drama unfolding on the last three or four holes and, uh, you know, it kind of, you know, back and forth, uh, but memorable in the sense that for the game of golf on a global standpoint, having a Japanese winner, I mean, that country's gone apeshit over it here over the last couple of days and understandably so, but, you know, probably going to be something that, that grows the game on a global scale, don't you think? You absolutely hope to think that, um, you know, you, you're seeing a, um, an, you know, just saying it out loud here on our podcast is you saw a minority basically win the most prestigious golf tournament in America, yeah. what we consider the most cons- the prestigious. Um, so I hope it would open some borders. I mean, it almost like uh, if you remember Yao Ming uh, with the Houston Rockets, like Houston and China is still the biggest NBA team um, and foreign um, sports team over there right now in terms of sales and whatnot. So you you, you hope Hideki's going to capitalize on this, and we are much like Tiger Woods brought an influx of young people into the game. You you hope this brings a uh, influx of minorities uh, and people of color into the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well said, and uh, yeah, just a huge huge victory. And again, should should open up a lot more doors. And you know, the week before Chad at the Augusta National Women's Am, uh, the Japanese uh, sensation, seventeen year old uh, Subasa Kachitani. I mean, she won the uh, the Anwal there, so it was a great week for Japanese golfers. Man, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely insane that over an eight-day period, they have two two world superstars now. That's <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. <laughs> pretty wild. So, what, what you, had, you know, a couple other betting angles from a, a Masters recap standpoint. You know, guys that are up there, always one of the co-favorites. We mentioned about Dustin Johnson. He didn't make the cut, and so we won't spend a lot of time on that. But uh, the big golfer, Bryson DeChambeau, right? Always one of the co-favorites uh, up there near the top of the, yep. uh, the betting odds going into it. The Masters, you know, Augusta kind of flummoxed him again a little bit, right? So not a, not a yeah. great showing. Had, had a decent round on Friday, I believe, but uh, just couldn't get it to come together on the weekend. Do you think he'll ever figure it out there at Augusta? I, you know, I would, if, obviously I'm a betting man, so I would sit there and say yes. Like, uh, the odds are going to say that he's going to play a ton more rounds there, and he's going to do all the science he, he needs to do, and he'll he'll figure it out. Honestly, at this point, like when I was watching the Masters, I was thinking about Bryson, and at what point 
is he harming himself by not getting out of his own way? You know, like at some point they're sitting there talking, Hey man, this is one of the only guys on tour that is just 24 seven golf. You know, he, he doesn't really have a social life. The other guys, wives, girlfriends, kids, whatever they get away. Like, uh, you know, Bryson's this mad scientist that just lives and breathes at 24 seven. And is that being more corrosive than to him than good? Is he not getting out of his own way? You know, obviously there's a lot of pros and cons with stuff like that, but burnout's a real issue. And I'm wondering if he's ever going to get to that point, you know, um, I, I think he's an extremely talented golfer and look, we're for within the past two years, um, this guy's bursted onto the scene, you know, golf, aficionados have known who he is, you know, he won the, the amateur, but for the, the everyday home crowd, you're probably just noticing him over the past two years. And now all of a sudden we're just putting so much pressure on him to win the masters. And still, he's like 27 years old. Yeah, he's I mean, not an he's old still, guy. Yeah, <laughs> He's not an old guy. He's got plenty of time. It's just, you know, we're such a, we're such a, uh, a generation so fascinated with time and you're not allowed to build things and just who's the next guy. Like we're already on to Willie Z now. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, Willie Z's had a nice run, but does that mean he's going to continue it when he's 25, 26, 27? Yeah. And, and you think about historically, you know, golf has been a sport to where oftentimes, you know, guys and, and even gals don't, don't peak until a little bit later in life. Right. You think about Phil yeah. Mickelson and some of those others that, you know, continue to win, obviously Tiger, right. Won the masters yeah. in 2019 at the age of 43 or whatever it was, you know, you can, you can still be super competitive in uh, in win on a big time scale, you know, into your forties, there, you know, it's it's kind of weird. You know, you contrast it with tennis, right? And we think about tennis being like, oh well, you're 25 years old, you're too old, right? And and, yeah. and maybe that's changed a little bit now, right? So you got some guys that have hung on, right? So obviously your your Nadal's and Federer's and Jokic's that you know 20 years ago they may be too old to compete, but you know science has gotten better. You know, we take care, better care of our bodies. At least you know hardcore athletes do. I don't know that you yeah. and I qualify for that, Chad, <laughs> but uh, but you know those athletes that are competitive at that level. Can can maybe extend it a little bit longer. So yeah, I think it's a good point that uh, hey, look, don't don't turn the page on these guys just yet. And and I think to that point, Chad, you know, one of the guys that broke onto the scene a few years ago as a young sensation, and then we kind of forgot about him for a while. He's back in a major way, and of course, that's Jordan yeah. Spieth. I mean, he, he was he was there, you know, not in super contention, Chad. So, you know, ends up with a, a nice finish there. I think it's seven under, what, three strokes back. But, you know, yep. he wasn't in it, in it. But he he played well. Uh, and I think that he, if nothing else, you know, kind of uh, underlied the fact that, you know, his game is coming back, right? So, uh, really kind of fortified that win at the Valero the week before. I mean, he's got to be a guy from a betting odd standpoint that you think, you know, has a chance to win one of the, uh, what, three remaining majors of the year now, right? Yeah, absolutely. He does. I mean, he's playing fantastic. And again, like you said, it's, <laughs> these are long drawn out careers and we as a 24 seven, you know, sports media empire, whatever it is, are so quick to go with the next hottest thing when really, uh, you know what, if you, if you would make an investment into these guys at the beginning of the car- their career, I guarantee you you're going to like what you see 15 years out. But yep. week to week, it may be difficult to keep jumping in, just like the stock market. That's right. Don't don't look at the week to week, man. You'll drive yourself uh, crazy, right? It's all, all about those returns on the on the long yeah. term. So, uh, well, well, good stuff there, Chad. Well, obviously, the other big event for for you and I, and for you know a lot of our listeners out there, and obviously millions of fans across the country and across the world. You know, it was, it was it was a super big weekend because we had the Masters, which you and I love that. But my goodness, we had two nights of WrestleMania as well, Chad. And so I know I watched the golf coverage up until seven o'clock. 
flipped over to Peacock, started watching WrestleMania on both nights. And so that was really, really enjoyable. But, you know, I liked it being spaced over two nights, Chad. And again, you know, COVID yeah. kind of forced us to do it last year, right? So, you know, it was all, you know, COVID was really new last year, essentially, whenever, you know, WrestleMania took place uh, last year. They did it down at the Performance Center and it was all, you know, behind closed doors. But, you know, this one had a little different feel, right? So they're down in the Buck Stadium in Tampa Bay. I think they lit in 25,000 fans each night, if I'm not mistaken. So not capacity, but you still had the crowd, you had the roars, you had the pops there. Uh, obviously, the, the intros were really cool with all the fireworks and the um, the live music and whatnot. But, you know, your thoughts from WrestleMania, and I guess we'll start with night one, right? Let's start with Saturday night. Yeah. You know, what stood out to you? What matches did you enjoy? And, uh, and did you have any bets going on? <laughs> didn't have any bets going on. That's still one of those things is I haven't found a site that I'm like legitimately <laughs> okay with yeah. trusting on, on WrestleMania type stuff. But uh, so the biggest takeaway I took was just live action returning. Like it was fun to see the wrestlers have actually live entrances with the fans. Like they've earned it. Right. Yep. Yep. So they've gone like almost 18 months now to where they're just basically in a dead air arena doing all these theatrics in front of nobody that, you know, it's just, you have to have faith that on TV, it's going to look good. So I was happy to see everybody get back on this. Uh, obviously to me, match of the night is the continued just build up And uh, I guess uh, I a successful run of the women's division and yep. how great some of these women are, you know, and you talk about uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, which Sasha Banks is probably one of my favorite, wrestlers out there um i just think it's a great gimmick and especially for um a woman that is on the more petite side like she sells it so hard and you actually do kind of fear her um but bianca belair is your you your prototypical if if you want a girl playing football this is it she yep. is a linebacker that is big, you know strong, she is fast cut, athletic big, strong yep. fast she is cut she is what you would want. She is basically the quarterback linebacker of your team. And, you know, to see her climb to the top of the mountain was really cool. And um, I like seeing, you know, we're, we're up into a, an age now to where we actually care about what goes on behind the scenes and, you know, the locker rooms. And you're like, ah, that guy's a good dude. You know, back in the day, I don't think we, we really did. But, right. you know, WWE has kind of shifted to this, you know, we want to put good stories out there not only good wrestling, but we want good people. Um, you know, they don't want the eighties and nineties of drinking and steroid and up all night prostitutes, you know, running through hotel rooms image anymore. <laughs> so, some might call that the glory days, Chad. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, know if that's it, true or not. <laughs> it definitely was the attitude era and we loved it, but it's just not what the WWE product is anymore. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited uh, for everything they've got going. Obviously they've, they continue to turn over the roster. I don't feel like there's anyone on the roster right now that is a, you know, quote unquote, surefire hall of famer that's carrying the torch. You know, I think the, probably the biggest guy out there, you know, you look at edge and you look at Randy Orton right now as, you know, the older guys, the main staples, but it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I, I almost feel like WWE knows they don't want either one of those guys holding the mantle for the team. And, they're trying, they're trying to see who's going to step up, right? You know, it's back to that, um, you know, Vince Young in the ring of who's going to be the one to step up and lead this company? Who wants it, you know? Yep, I, I agree. Aggression. I agree. And, you know, and it, it is a great story 
on on the women's side, right? So you know the, the that was the main event on Saturday night. It was Bianca Belair yeah. over Sasha Banks, and I'm with you. I think you know those two, and you think about it in conjunction with you know Charlotte Flair, who which she came back on Monday night on Raw, yeah. right? So so she's going to be back in the fold now. You think about Becky Lynch. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that there was this push. You know, a few years ago, and, uh, and you know, Stephanie McMahon has said it as much on, on several other interviews and podcasts that I've listened to, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you know, leading up to WrestleMania about, you know, wanting to legitimize the women's division, right? We're not going to call it yeah. divas anymore. We're going to call them superstars and whatnot. But, you know, you, you can do all those things, but if you don't have the talent to back it up and the stars, you know, to kind of kind of you know, bolster that and move that forward, then it, it kind of lays dormant, right? But yeah. I'm telling you, they found the stars now. Rhea Ripley as well, right? So, you know, oh, she, she wins. She's a and scary she's, one. Yeah, yeah. And you think about big, and strong, I, fast, athletic and stuff, and, you know, obviously she won on Sunday night, uh, on night two of WrestleMania. But I think the women's division now – that roster is starting to be built out to where there's just as much legit athleticism and skill in the ring as, as what a lot of the guys have now. So it, it is legit now, I think. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it, it, it's a great, like you said, it's a great product and it's legit. And the guys are the guys are keeping up. Obviously, you've got a situation where, like we talked about, there's not these huge names on the roster right now, but that allows for more growth from your younger guys. Uh, that allows for you know, stuff like the Bobby Lashley's to come up with the Drew McIntyre's that allows bad bunny to go out there with the Miz and, uh, you know, Damian priest and, you know, put the smack down and things of that nature. So, you know, I, I think it's a fun time to be in WWE right now. Um, especially with this younger generation coming up that they're used to being on TV and streaming and that's just the world they live in now. So, uh, a lot of what the Miz, laid the groundwork for of being a reality star is what these WWE superstars are right now. Yeah, and let's talk about that match, Ted. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest defeat The Miz and John Morrison. <laughs> I mean, you know, WrestleMania always known for having, you know, kind of a mainstream star involved, right? So you had, well, I think, was it Logan Paul? I think was on one of yep. the nights, uh, maybe night two, if I'm not mistaken. Got, got a stunner from Kevin Owens for his uh, <laughs> good work there. So that was kind of fun. But, you know, the these these rap artists the you know the hip hop the uh, the pop stars that kind of come in we think about you know other other uh, uh, music stars that have been brought into the fold in the past you know it's always been you know kind of fluky right now oh, this is a joke right though that person's not an athlete they shouldn't be in there i have to say that bad bunny he kind of impressed chad so he was not bad yeah. it, it was not bad no. man no it wasn't bad at all and i like that wwe's going this route of trying to get more athletic guys as their celebrity if you think about Rob Gronkowski last year, Bad Bunny this year. Like, they're going to, you know, different genres of media out there and different mediums to grab socially, uh, I guess, social icons, as you would. And they have to fit a mold, and they work with them for three or four months. If you notice, Bad Bunny was – he was in a lot more Raw and SmackDown um, showings in the lead-up. Usually the kind of the celebrity is just kind of thrown there at the end, but – you, you've seen they're they're working two to three months with these guys. They don't want to put a, you know, just a guy out there anymore. Of hey, Mike Tyson, go to the ring, throw some punches, and we're going to be good. Hey, Donald Trump, get out there, you know, get your toupee knocked off. We're <laughs> we're going to be okay, you know, type stuff. Like they are legitimately just like they are with the the women's division, trying to make this an entertainment and an athletic spectacle. 
Yep. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the matches that we highlighted last week on the preview, Chad, Shane on back against Braun Strowman. It's like, hey, what, what's he going to jump off? Is he going to jump off the pirate ship? What's he going to do? You know, I kind of forgot that it was actually a steel cage match. And so Shane O'Mac takes a bump off the top of the cage, <laughs> right? So we got that. We, we were Always. satisfied in that regard. And Strowman gets the win there. So that one was kind of fun. But, you know, I, I want to take you to tonight, too, Chad. In, in one of the matches that I think that, that people – you know, were super pumped up about uh, that were kind of leading into it uh, had to be the uh, uh, the fiend against um, Randy Orton, right? Yep. So you know, we we didn't really know what we were going to get here, right? Was it going to be kind of one of the playhouse, uh, you know, Firefly uh, Funhouse type of matches? But it was really kind of a legit, you know, match. I guess it was out there live yeah. in the ring and stuff. You know, had the cool entrance, right? Had the little jack of the box things come down. Obviously, Alexa Bliss was involved, but this one had a had a weird ending, Chad. I, I think there was a yeah. lot of people that was like, you know, what what the hell just happened here? What did I, I see? Randy Orton wins again in The Fiend. Bray Wyatt, you know, you talked about it last week. He, he still has this winless streak at WrestleMania. At what point does it, you know, bolster that character to have him continue to lose uh, at these yeah. at these big events, man? Yeah, and I, I honestly don't I'm, – I'm not really understanding kind of what the storyline is here. Like, I, I sit there and go, you've got to have him be legitimate that he can beat somebody. Otherwise, the kind of fear of what it's going to look like is gone. Like, yeah. he just – he can't always be, you know, just this doorstep for these people. And even with, like, a, a Randy Orton, you know, who's who's a Hall of Famer, been around the block, you would have think he would have taken a bump in this one and, you know, let – almost become part of like the Wyatt family or something, I would think, you know, just from a storyline standpoint. Um, but it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm weirded out by what they're doing with the fiend and Alexa bliss. I mean, I don't know if they've sat there and if Alexa one is hurt, but she's a great character as it is. It's just, is she fallen off with so many other top female, so much talent on the female side yeah. that yeah. they feel this is the best spot to book her. Um, so, you know, Interested on that end, but also what they do with Bray Wyatt, because he seems to be one that they want as almost like a mainstay, but they just keep booking him to lose. And, you know, he's got the coolest entrances as it is, but when you've got the coolest entrances, just like, you know, The Undertaker, you got to win. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. the mystique goes away. Yeah, that was that was you know later on in Undertaker's career, you know the entrance walk down to the ring took longer than the matches, but you know Bray Wyatt, you know he's he's not in that position, right? You know, and he does have no. that aura, right? We talked about it. Is he going to be kind of the new supernatural, you know, uh, WWE superstar? And obviously they've pushed him to that way, but it's a cool, cool get up, a cool intro, a cool you know you, you have tons of storylines that you can write around that, but yeah, you you've got to let him make a run at some point, and if he just continues to go out and get beat, then. Uh, what what's the point, right? So I'm, I'm right. with you there. That that one was kind of a head scratcher. You know, talk about the the title uh, uh, fights, Chad. You know, obviously on the men's side, you had uh, go back to Saturday night. The Almighty Bobby Lashley. You know, he defeats Drew McIntyre, and so those guys are going to run it back at Backlash. So that was announced, obviously on yeah. Monday night. So we'll get round two of that, and then probably no surprise that the main event on Sunday night, Roman Reigns retains his title in the uh, the triple threat match against uh, Edge and Daniel Bryan. I mean, Roman, he's just, he's kind of the man now, right? I don't, I don't see him dropping the belt anytime soon. Maybe SummerSlam, you know, whoever he gets paired up with there. Uh, and honestly, like kudos to WWE that we've been saying it for five years now is stop making Roman Reigns like the baby face of the WWE. So much Nobody better likes as a heel. It. Everybody yeah. hates yeah. it. But all of a sudden they've turned him into this Brock Lesnar type with um, Paul Heyman and it's worked out. I, I, I actually watch, watching Roman Reigns a whole lot more than I did when he's trying to do like the, 
Hulk Hogan talk. And, you know, I've been here, like, I want to see him backstabbing people. I want to see him be bad, you know? Um, so I, I, I like what they did. And I think Daniel Bryan does kind of have a future, but it, it's one of those that with all the men at the top of WWE right now, when you look at Roman Reigns, you look at Bobby Lashley, you look at Drew McIntyre, as a fan, do I reasonably expect Daniel Bryan's ever going to beat one of those three guys? It's it's kind of one of those, like, I'm not saying the mess, yes movement's dead, but it's past its prime. And we're on to the next thing. We're just a nation that's like that, a generation that's like that. So um, I'm, I'm wondering who's going to, you know, step up and take the mantle here because I wouldn't expect Edge to have an extended two-year run of yep. some sorts. Um, and I wouldn't expect Daniel Bryan to. I, I feel like, yeah, he's got a second chance at his career, but he's also got a couple kids at home. And it's I'm, – I'm we've talked about it before. I'm extremely interested to see what the roster does when everybody has to start getting back on the road. Yep. I think everybody's had their cake and eat it too at the you know WWE Performance Center. But now it's, all right. Now we got to go back on the road and we're not doing zoom anymore and just working from one spot. We're going to be on the road 320 days a year. Yeah. No, and I think that's a good point. You brought that up. I think whenever we were talking about Royal rumble back in January, yeah. I was like, Hey, this, it's going to be a little bit different whenever these guys get back to what we would consider the norm, which as you mentioned, it's 260 days a year on the road or something, which is just a, yeah. a crazy schedule. And, and obviously why, you know, sometimes these guys don't have long careers, right? Because it takes a, uh, yeah. such a toll on your body, but the mental toll uh, as well is that, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. And, and maybe maybe things change, Chad. You know, maybe it's not quite as much of a road show, or maybe it's more. I don't I don't ever see it becoming regional again, right? In the old school, it's too much of a global yeah. brand now. But uh, maybe they lighten the load uh, on a travel schedule for some of these guys. It, it's going to be it'd be crazy to see Vince do that. Right. So, because yeah. uh, he's never been known for being a, uh, 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 maybe a player's coach. Right. I, I think, I don't, I don't know that that's, that's the case. Right. But uh, yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out uh, for sure. But uh, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. Reigns so much better as a heel. It, it's such a better, you know, angle to kind of bring him in and, and, you know, who is going to be that guy, right? You think about Strowman had to run there for a while. You get these two big giants in the ring and stuff. And uh, you know, Strowman for whatever reasons kind of fallen down to the mid, card side of it you know obviously yeah. not as smooth or polished on the mic uh, as what some of the other guys are although I feel like some of the promos he's done recently have been a little bit better you can tell he's putting in the work and he's trying uh, but um, yeah it would be interesting to see you know what angle they take uh, with the uh, Universal Championship kind of moving forward uh, into SummerSlam uh, which will obviously be coming up in August uh, we'll be here before we know it, Chad. There's no doubt about oh, it. Oh, so. absolutely. It'll show up right there. You know, just like the Kentucky Derby, just like the NFL draft, they all come quick. Oh, yeah. At the end of the month, Chad, we're almost there two weeks away. So, like I said, you know, kind of a little bit of a mini doldrum here over the next 10 or 12 days. But some fun events that are coming up uh, from a gambling uh, perspective, uh, that's for sure. Well, well, Chad, you know, obviously, you know, you're a big basketball fan. We've talked about it a lot. You know, super knowledgeable about the NBA. You know, a story that come out this week from the NBA, you know, kind of an ugly story or at least a, a, a sad story, right? Nuggets, Jamal Murray, torn ACL, out indefinitely, right? You know, we talked about the Nuggets. Are they one of those sneaky teams that could they have made a move, right, uh, at the uh, the trade deadline? Hey, watch out for them. They've got a chance to come yep. out of the West. Going to be difficult to probably do that now, right? I yeah, and that I hate it for them because they obviously are a very talented team. And exciting, if you look at the top of the West, yeah. you got you got Utah there, and you you got kind of you know Denver as it is. Um, I thought with the entries to what the Lakers had, like there's always that risk of coming back and doing it again. It's just it's just harder, right? So the entries to AD, the injuries to LeBron, 
I'm not betting against LeBron making another NBA Finals, but I am starting to question the crack in the armor. Like, can this guy get to the Finals another year with this team, injuries, and all that good stuff? And I thought a team like the Nuggets were going to give them problems. Obviously, it wasn't too big of a problem last year. I think they won the, the Series three, uh, 4-2 or 4-1, whatever it is, but they were definitely the hottest team that could have put some screws on them. Um, and you saw what they did when uh, they came back and beat the Clippers, so I definitely think they were one of the two teams to beat in the West. Um, it, it does suck for Jamal Murray bad because, like you said, the Nuggets went kind of all in. They went and got Aaron Gordon, Michael Jordan, Porter Jr. had been playing extremely well, and obviously Jokic was an MVP candidate, and I'm not writing him off just yet. Do I think they're a first-round exit? Depends on who they play. I mean, I legitimately think there's only about three or four great teams uh, in the NBA right now, so it's one of those they could sneak into the second round, but I wouldn't bet on it. And, you know, I just think it sucks because Jamal Murray's now out this year, so this year's done. Jamal Murray will probably not be back until almost playoff time next year. So I would figure next year is done. Yeah. So it's, it sucks, but it's basically a two year jail sentence, I guess you would say, because I, without Jamal Murray, if you saw him play in the playoffs last year, the kid's a stud yep. and he, it, you need him. You need stud guards in the playoffs to help you win some of those games. And without him, I just don't, I just don't see how they're going to do it. Yeah, really. Last year during that playoff run in the, I mean, that was it was kind of his breakout, right? So he be, he yes. became a a legit star during that run, as you mentioned. You know, and, and we you hate to see it because it's one of those non-contact things, Chad. You know, it's not like anybody hit him or anything like that. You know, he's just kind of coming through the lane and just it just gives yeah. out on him. And so that you you know you mentioned it. It is a probably you know arguably a, a longer recovery for NBA players than maybe you know some other other sports, right? But just because of the nature of the athletic moves and the, the things that they have to do on the court to recover from that ACL but you know we've been surprised in the past right Joe modern medicine is is continues to um, evolve and uh, you know it's yeah. just crazy to think that you know the day after surgery these guys they have them up and walking and stuff and so I, I remember you know having you know friends and family having ACL tears you know 20 years ago and hell they were in like a leg cast for six weeks or something yeah. so it's just amazing how how it evolves and so yeah root, rooting for him to come back uh, and, and be a hundred percent right, uh, whether that be next year or maybe maybe we have to wait until the year after, as you kind of mentioned. Uh, but a, an exciting player, and again, just a deflating type of moment because you know you talk about you know those mega teams that are up there at the top, right? We talk about the Lakers and Clips. Uh, we talk about you know the Nets in the East now, and, and those teams still you know up there around the betting favorites, right? You can factor in the uh, uh, the Bucks and the Seventy um, Sixers a little bit as well. But Denver was one of those teams that. Felt like it had been built the right way, Chad. It wasn't just a, yeah. a bunch of stars getting together in the offseason all saying, hey, we're going to go play with one another. They had done right. it the right way uh, in definitely a crippling, crippling blow uh, to their, uh, their, their championship chances this year and, again, probably next year as well. Yeah. Oh, tough stuff there, but, uh, well, Chad, you know, we mentioned it is a – you know, kind of a weird moment right now. Not a ton of things to go out and bet on from a huge spectacle standpoint, right? So, obviously, we have the daily stuff going on with the Major League Baseball and with the NBA. We've got about a month left of a regular season of NBA for the playoff start, and obviously, we're two weeks in uh, from a Major League Baseball standpoint, so it's still really, really early there. But there is a sporting spectacle, I, I guess, if we want to call it that, <laughs> Saturday night. Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, Chad, uh, in, a, in a boxing match. So, you know, obviously we know Askren from his uh, MMA days, right? Kind of a wrestler, was undefeated in some of the other uh, competitions. If it was a Bellator or one or whichever one he was in, 
comes over to UFC and now probably more known from the spectacular knockout that he took from uh, Jorge Masvidal, right? I still think it's the <laughs> fastest knockout in UFC history, the running knee to open up that, uh, that bout five seconds in. Jake Paul, obviously we know him, the uh, internet YouTube star, you know, kind of a goober for all intents and purposes, but he seems to have taken this boxing thing pretty seriously, right? We think back to what, well, five, eight, five, six months ago, whatever it was, he beat up on Nate Robinson. He's a big guy, and he's actually the betting favorite in this thing, Chad. Yeah. So he's minus 170 currently, Ben Askren plus 140. I guess let's talk about this because there are going to be a lot of people watching the pay-per-view, and there are going to be a lot of people betting on it, my friend. But your thoughts on this spectacle and uh, what, what you expect from Saturday night, bud? Honestly, what I expect is... Uh, I expect people to actually give some credit to uh, the Paul brother on this one. Um, You know, and I'm with you. I think he's a goober. I think he's, you know, he's easy to hate. He's outspoken. He's brash. He is what it is. But the guy is, if anything, defiant. And when I think about people like that, that I look at him and I go, man, you've got some screws up upstairs. I sit there and go, he just might be crazy enough to pull this thing off, you know? And, and that's the thing is like, they get in these mindsets to where they become maniacal about learning a new trait over the, over five years. And they devote their whole life to it. Yeah. As you said, he's a big guy. He's, you know, we're not saying that Ben Askren is jumping into an MMA ring with him. It's a boxing ring. Anything can really happen in boxing. The hands aren't as heavy in boxing. Um, it's more technique. You can't just grab them and take them down to the ground. Like if this was a traditional fight, obviously I would think Ben Askren would kick the living dog shit out of him. But in a boxing match, I'm sitting there going, I still think Ben Askren's going to win, but I, I think it's a little bit more even, just like what Vegas is saying too. Yeah, and and you know, Askren has shown that he's got a pretty tough chin right now. That that yeah. that, that running knee Outside from Mas- knee. yeah, Masvidal. Nobody was going to stand up to that, right? So no. that was just absolutely incredible. Again, one of the all time highlights from a UFC standpoint. But you know, he's fought guys like a Robbie Lawler, and I think that might have been his first bout, uh, bout against UFC to where he was getting his butt kicked and he took a bunch of big blows. And then I think finally uh, made a Lawler tap out. And I think it was kind of controversial circumstances yeah. as to whether or not Lawler really uh, uh, kind of went limp or not. But uh, you know, he shown that he can take a punch but as you mentioned you know he's definitely a wrestler right so he's an olympic guy that's what he's known for he's not necessarily known for uh, for his hands here and and jake paul is significantly larger than, than Askren, right so i think he's got about a three or four inch height advantage and i think they're fighting in at a catch weight i think it's 190 pounds chad so they're kind of meeting in the middle but you would expect that paul you know he'll cut weight friday night and then probably you know weigh 200 you know, whenever he's going into the match. So so he's going to have close to a 20-pound, 15-pound weight differential as well. And so we'll be interesting to see how that factors in. So you said you like Askren from a betting standpoint. You like like getting getting the points here. I like the – yeah, I think think you're getting um, a little bump there to bet on Askren, and it's worth it to me to – to put some shekels on it. Yeah, I'm with you as well. You know, a guy like Jake Paul, again, you, you mentioned he has taken it very, very seriously, and the training side of it seems to be legit, uh, but but it, this isn't life, right? So, you know, Askren's yeah. been doing this for a long time, and so I, I think you take the value with Askren as well. And I, it wouldn't shock me, Chad, if that value kind of continues to go up over the week. So for our listeners out yeah. there, I'd monitor it. So it wouldn't shock me if, if uh, Paul gets up to maybe minus 200. You know, he's going to have the following, right? He's going to have the public yeah, money. Yeah, he is. You know, that, that's what you're going to money think on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's the Dallas Cowboys or the Lakers or whatever. You're going to have to pay a premium to bet on him right now because he's the known guy from a mainstream standpoint. And so, yeah, I think you may monitor that, you know, wait till Thursday or Friday 
place a few shekels on Askren because he might be up to plus 160, plus 175. And then yeah. you'll probably have some sharp money come in Friday or Saturday during the day to where that, uh, that'll probably come down a little bit and get closer to even on the split. But, uh, Bieber is going to perform. I think Snoop Dogg's going to Snoop perform, Dogg? Chad. It's a total, it, it's it's WrestleMania-esque, right? It's not just the boxing It'll be match. An entertainment. Yeah. And I think this is the first time they're actually using their actual name. I think the first time they ran this, it was under a different name. And now they're fully going with, what is this, Tribber? Trevor? Yeah, something I think like so. That. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's so, tri- Trevor or something. I don't remember how you pronounce it or whatever, but you're right. Yeah, that's what the, the company name is, I guess. That's kind of yep. promoting it or putting it on. Yeah. Yep, with Snoop Dogg behind it. So I'm interested to see, man. It, it might be something I turn the, the video on, and if I put enough shekels on it, I'll probably have to buy the fight. That's the premium you got to pay to watch some of these things. So, yeah. That's right. 50 bucks on the pay-per-view. So relatively cheap from a pay-per-view standpoint. I'm sure they're betting on volume. But I, I read the stat chat earlier this week. The last time he fought Nate Robinson back in the fall, early winter, it was the eighth largest pay per view of all time, uh, from God. a from a gross uh, gross uh, receipt standpoint. So, you know, love him or hate him, and I think it's really easy He's to hate him. Bills. I mean, he the guy's making money, and so uh, you know, kudos to him for you know. I don't know that he has a whole lot of discernible talent, but uh, he's found a way to make a, make himself a multi millionaire. So, uh, I guess maybe I'm jealous more than anything else. I, so. I am too. It's a, you run that you you like. You want to cheer against him because you're jealous of him, right? Because you're like, this son of a bitch, you know, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, a couple of prop bets on there, Chad. Will the fight go the distance? Uh, yes was plus 150, no minus 185. So most people expecting a knockout here. You get some uh, some good odds on uh, who's going to win by, you know, what, uh, whether it be TKO or, or a knockout, you know, throughout the course of the round. Yep. I think it's scheduled for eight rounds is what we're looking at here. So I am I would tend to think that this thing probably doesn't go the distance, right? I think that's probably fair right. to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fair to say, unless, you know, Paul is just so good at what he's doing. Like, I would expect Ben Askren to be able to stand up for eight rounds, but I would sit there and say, if it's going eight rounds, I would think, you know, Jake Paul's actually winning the fight because it would, it would make you think that Askren hasn't been able to land anything because um, I, w- I would put Askren's chin above Jake Paul's, but that's me. Yeah. Um, and so I would sit there and, okay, it's become more of a finesse-type fight, and I think that's where Jake Paul can win. I think if there is a knockout, I do think it's Askren. Yep, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see. I'll probably rent it, Chad. I'll probably you know lay down the yeah. 50 bucks and uh, put a couple shekels on it and uh, see if we uh, see if I can't get back to even, Chad, because the Masters, was, it, it, was, it, was rough, <laughs> it was a rough week for me from a betting standpoint, Chad. i got to get back to even, my friend. So, well, 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 Chad, as always, brother, you know I appreciate you riding shotgun with me here. So, again, we're really getting geared up right now. You know, it's in the midst of golf scramble season, so, so Chad's out there playing a lot of golf right now. i got some scrambles coming up, but I know that he's doing some research right now on the pony. Again, Kentucky Derby coming Boom. up Saturday, May 1st. It's not that far away, Chad. So I'm not going to ask you to make any picks or foreshadow anything right now, but uh, let our listeners know that I know you're doing your homework and uh, we will be ready for the Kentucky Derby coming up in a couple weeks and then obviously have the NFL draft uh, coming up that uh, Thursday before as well. So that'll be an action-packed BBSBC pod that week because we'll have tons of stuff to bet on. NFL draft, probably one of the underrated gambling events of a year of the year, right? So you get you know who's going to go yeah. where, who's going to draft what, you get some really good odds on that. If you've uh, done your homework, you can you can make some money on the NFL draft, right? Absolutely, you can. 
Well, good stuff. Absolutely, you can. Good stuff, my friend. As always, like I said, I'm going to get you out of here because I know you've got some golf tournaments and some other fun stuff coming up this afternoon. So we'll, we will wrap it up here. Hit them straight out there. So I know I know that you always I'm going to need to. <laughs> so, Car path only today. That's right. A little soggy out there in Oklahoma City, yeah. but I, I'm sure you'll have a good time nonetheless. And so for our listeners, again, follow Chad, Ben, and the entire Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at ChalkOKC. But the best thing you can do is go out and see them. Go out and have a cold pop, uh, have a have a sandwich uh, or two, and uh, and watch all the sports that are. you got the Champions League uh, uh, semifinal or quarterfinals, second Absolutely. leg coming on this Come afternoon on as well. Watch it, man. That's right. Good stuff there. Well, well, again, brother, brother, I appreciate you joining me. And while this will wrap it up for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, remember that the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going and to keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Enjoy all the games and the action this weekend. Take care and good luck. (laughs) 